Hello everyone and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. I'm your host, the Honor Brick B, and this is Chapter 184. Uh, it's been a few weeks since the last chapter. Lots of stuff going on. Um, we'll get into it all. We'll get into it all soon. Uh, but before we do, if you're stumbling upon this podcast and you've never listened to it before, or if you have but you just are not subscribed for some reason... Uh, there's plenty of ways you can do that. You can do that on Apple Podcast. You can do that on Stitcher. You can do it on Amazon, Spotify, all that. Or you can head on over to the blog and just razorbeer.blogspot.com and listen to it over there. Uh, either way, any way you do listen to it, please make a review, uh, share it. Um, again, subscribe to it on any of those places. Um, and then also check out my Twitter and Instagram at One Man Renegade. There's also a Facebook page called One Man Renegade Productions. The reason it's called Productions is because there's also a YouTube channel um, where called One Man Renegade Productions, where I post videos every day, sometimes multiple days. So head on over there, uh, check that out on YouTube, watch all the videos, like all the videos, share all the videos. And all that fun stuff as well. I also have eBay where my username is at Razor Vader. I don't have anything up for sale right now, but just keep that in mind because I will have stuff up for sale at some point. So just head on over there, uh, save me as a seller, and then when I do have some stuff, maybe buy some stuff, make some offer. All right, with all that stuff out of the way, let's get into it. Chapter 184. Let's start things off as we normally do, unlike last time out for some reason, uh, <laughs> when I got flip flopped around. Well, I actually didn't watch any movies, but matinee moments, which we normally start off with. Uh, last time out, I didn't watch any movies. This time out, I watched. I watched a couple movies since the since last time. A couple of horror movies. Um, one was okay. One was not so great. Uh, and those were X and Uma. Uh, X was the better of the two, I would say. Um, a bit more of a traditional slasher horror film. Um, it uh, <laughs> the premise of the movie is that a group of youngsters, or uh, as it were, are well, most of them are youngsters. There's like a producer guy uh, with his like girlfriend or something or whatever, um, and a couple other people are filming. Go to this like a kind of farm area where they rented out like a uh, barn type like house guest house barn situation on this like farm with this old couple where to film a porno movie uh and so they are filming the porno movie and then all of a sudden um things are going weird with people the old people and stuff starts happening and i don't want to spoil everything but people start to die uh, and crazy stuff starts going on. Um, you know, it, it wasn't bad. It was okay. Um, it's disturbing at times with the old couple. Weird. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of sex in it because they're filming a porno. So that's that. I mean, it doesn't get graphic or anything. It's, don't get me wrong. Um, it's just standard, like, horror film stuff. But there is a good amount of it. Um, so, yeah, overall, it, it was okay. I mean, it... It's, it reminded me, hmm, I don't know, I can't, I don't want to say Texas Chainsaw Massacre because I feel like that's an obvious, like, one to go to, but it kind of was like a bit of a mix between that, maybe, and 
say like uh, the um, what was that? What was that movie? M Night Shyamalan movie with the old people? Visitors or visit the visit? Kind of reminded me a little bit of the visit in a way. Um, but I mean, I think I was because there was old people probably. I mean, the, the I mean, if I don't want to spoil the visit either, but there's a twist in that movie. This movie, the twist isn't quite like that. Uh, there is a little bit of a twist, I suppose, if you want to even call it that. But it's more just kind of a disturbing nonsense than anything else. But um, not not terrible. But um, I don't know I got rave reviews, but I'm just like, this is kind of a standard horror film. Like, there's nothing bad about it. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm just like, this isn't like changing the horror game or anything like that. Just kind of so creepy old people and a bunch of teenagers. I mean, I don't know. I feel like we've been seeing that since, uh, uh, well, I guess Friday the 13th, but sort of in a way. The original Friday the 13th, not, the, not with Jason tacking up people or whatever. But regardless, uh, moving on from that... Um, I did what the other movie I watched was Uma, which was another horror film. This one was more of a ghost story. Basically, uh, Sand stars Sandra O. Oh. Uh, she ab kind of abandoned her mother uh, in Korea to move to the United States, but there was some weird torture stuff going on with her mother. Um, so she kind of just like you know basically. Uh, fled to the United States and abandoned the family. Uh, now she has a daughter. They never... The thing about... Well, I don't want to spoil too much about it, but the thing about the daughter was they never explained where the daughter came from. Unless I just missed it. I don't remember them ever, ever talking about her like having like a husband or a significant other or anything. She just kind of had the daughter. The daughter never talks about any... Like, they never talk about the father. Which I thought was weird, but hey, whatever, fine. Um, but then the mother dies, then her uncle or cousin or something comes to tell her, um, or somebody, some guy, some guy comes to tell him, and then creepy stuff starts happening. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. It's just, and then they get haunted by, I don't know. It wasn't very good. Um, you know, I know there's these Korean horror films. They're supposed to be really good and whatever that I hear about a lot. Um, I don't know. For me, it's tough to follow with the, all the sub, the um, subtitles and stuff. I don't know. I, just, I don't know. Some people love sub subtitle movies. Other, I just I don't know. Just like, do I have to? I have to read the whole thing to figure out what the hell's going on here. Can I just watch a movie? But anyways, th this isn't even a Korean movie. It's an American movie, but it's you know there's a lot of Korean in it because of that. But so I think it's trying to kind of go on that vibe and it doesn't quite work i don't know just to me didn't quite work um but uh, yeah those are the movies i saw uh i am probably going to be immediately well not immediately but shortly after recording this i go i will be checking out beavis and butthead do the universe which just dropped on paramount plus uh today i haven't had a chance to watch it yet but i will probably after this um recording this and I, i'll talk about it next week on the podcast because uh, i will be recording another podcast next week because we have more 
stuff coming up next weekend, right before 4th of July weekend. But um, this weekend we got other stuff going on, which we will get to in a little bit. But before we get to all that, let's move on to small screen sweeps. Um, so Obi-Wan Kenobi just finished up its... Uh, its uh, whatever. Whatever they call it. What do they call it? Uh, mini-series event or event mini-series or whatever they call it. Um, now, I, I briefly talked about my thoughts on the first two episodes last time out. Um, and, you know, I kind of... <clears throat> kind of was eh about it and I, I think ultimately so there's see I'm hesitating here because I don't want to say I didn't like it because it actually in and of itself is fine the issue I had with it for the most part though is that there was no consequences to what was going on you know outside of this one new character that they kind of introduced everyone else that was in it for the most part, you know the fate of, um, or their whatever characters. So it's like, okay, well, there's Luke Skywalker. I know what happens to him, so I'm not really worried about it. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I know what happens with him, so I'm not really worried about it. Oh, there's Darth Vader. I know what happens with him. Not, worry, re not really worried about it. Oh, there's Leia. I know what happens to her. Not really worried about it. Oh, there's uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. Like, I know what happens with them. So, like... I don't like. I know nothing's gonna happen, per se, with them. Even even uh, Jimmy Smith's character, uh, uh, I forget his name, but the, uh, the um, Organa. I forget his you know, Organa, whatever. Even him, you know what happens with him because he's in the uh, sequels. So you know what you know. It's like there's no consequences to any of these characters other than the one, uh, the one. And even then, you kind of like even then, based off what she's ain't like trying to do, you know, she's not gonna do it because she doesn't kill Darth Vader, and she doesn't kill Luke Skywalker. And other than that, I don't really know what she's there, or and she doesn't kill Leia. So other than, and she doesn't kill Obi. So other than that, I don't know really she's there for just to be like a new character, like hey, new character, something different, yay, that you don't know what happens to, but. But does it does it really matter? Like I, you know. So ultimately, it's like I don't know what this show accomplished, if anything. It's just like so. Ultimately, then I decided, okay, so what's the purpose of this miniseries? And it's like, all right, well, you're telling more of the Obi Wan story. Okay, cool, and more of the Darth Vader story, which fine. But ultimately, like you're just filling in gaps for the overall story. Which is fine if you don't do anything stupid and mess it up. Which, for the most part, they didn't. There was nothing that they did where it's like, Hey, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. And start, so, you know, more so than they already did with the prequels or anything like that. Um, so you're just bridging the gaps. And, you know, and that's fine. So, because, like, ultimately, if they just bridge all the gaps, you're going to have this one epic, ridiculously long story that all connects. And that actually, in the end of it all, might be kind of cool. But the problem you run into is just like, is there enough story to make a TV show or make a movie? You know, it's like Rogue One, everyone was like, really? Okay, well, fine. And then it was actually pretty good. Um, 
Where it's like Han Solo is like, well, all right, we don't really know what, I mean, we know sort of, but it's like, what? And it wasn't any good. And I think part of that was because they tried to, I don't know, they kind of, they tried to loop in other stuff and it was just like, I don't know what's happening and this is dumb. And it's like, oh, there's cool to see Han Solo and uh, Lando, but they're not the Han Solo and Lando that we know from before. And while that worked okay with like Obi-Wan with Ewan McGregor, um, and even then people kind of had, issue, had issues with it initially with the prequels and whatever um you know other than that like you know you're not you, you haven't really done that with any other characters before solo and and uh and um lando in the solo movie and it's kind of like yeah nope we don't want this this isn't what we wanted uh, so, I mean, I still don't know, because they are doing a Lando show, and no one really seems to know what that is. A lot of people speculated it had something to do with kind of what happens in, with the Rise of Skywalker with the Lando character, and kind of continuation of that. Other people are saying, no, it's going to be what Lando was up to um, in between, you know, the end of Jedi and, you know, where when he shows up in Rise of Skywalker... Other people say, no, it's going to be even before that with, you know, Donald Glover. You know, I, no one seems to know. So it'll be interesting to see. It could be all of those, really. It could be like a Young Rock situation where he, there's different timelines all at the same time. Who knows? Um, so it'll be interesting to see. But that's not for a ways to go. To go. The next next, uh, the next uh, uh, live-action Star Wars show is Andor. Which is another one where like, really? Okay, you're doing this now? So it's like a prequel to to Rogue One, which is almost like, well, what, what was Rogue One? Rogue One was a prequel to Star Wars, but a sequel to, sort of, to the prequels. And I don't know. So again, they're just filling gaps. It's just weird that they're filling these gaps. Um, because even with Mandalorian, that takes place in between... Return of the Jedi and then Force Awakens so it's kind of like alright here's what's going on somewhere but with that at least it's something completely different from the main story with Obi-Wan and Vader and Luke and Leia it's like okay well yeah but we we know this story already we know how this plays out so it's like why are you doing this with like the Mandalorian it's like okay I have no idea what's going on here oh wait Boba Fett's still alive I guess okay whatever um, you know, and it's stuff they never tackle in the sequels, which makes it even a little more, uh, makes it a little bit confusing and weird because it's like, well, why wouldn't a baby Yoda showed up at some point in the sequels or the Mandalorian or Boba Fett, you know, it's like, were they just outliers and we're just like, eh, we don't care about this. Because it just seems weird that they wouldn't have been involved. I mean, I get, I understand why they aren't. Because they, the show didn't exist yet. Um, although The Mandalorian did start before the end of the Rise of Skywalker. But it's set before that. So it's like, I don't know. It's like, if they weren't going to be in the prequels or the sequels, when would you have put them in, you know? It would have been interesting if they had done that. You know? Because they're like, alright, well here's going to be Mandalorian. We got this Baby Yoda thing. Um, let's throw them in Rise of Skywalker because Rise of Skywalker came out 
two weeks after Mandalorian started or something along those lines. Maybe like a few weeks after Mandalorian started the season one. So like you could have thrown those characters in there. Although if you did do that, you would know the fates. So it's almost like, okay, don't do that then. But then it's like, ah, you know, it's because it's like one of those things where it's like, well, we know they're not in them. So does that mean something bad happens to them? Or they just somewhere else in outside the universe that they are concerned with what, this huge thing that's happening in the universe, which seems odd, seems odd. But at the same time, it's like, well, you don't know, then you don't know their fates. So it makes it a more interesting show, I suppose. I don't know. It's a weird scenario. But in any event, um, that, uh, that's pretty much all I have to say about Obi-Wan. I don't want to spoil too much about it. Uh, overall, I thought it was alright. Um, did I love it? No. Did I think it was, did I think for what it was when what it did, was it okay? Sure. But ultimately, I don't know why it exists outside of just filling in gaps. Uh, and, you know, you know, because it's like, did we need to see Obi-Wan again? Did we need to see Darth Vader again? I mean, it's cool that we do to some degree, but I just don't know that we needed it in terms of the overall Star Wars story. Um, and, you know, and the other thing, too, was like, I thought we were going away from this whole thing. You know, it's like the Skywalker saga was supposed to be done with, and yet we still are going back to it. Um, but I don't know. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do next, because there's talk of maybe doing another season of Obi-Wan, just continuing on the story and bridging the gap from, you know, until they get to, you know, when Luke, when Leia sends Darth, or Leia sends R2-D2 to um, Obi-Wan. Uh, you're my only hope. Uh, so, I don't know. We'll see what happens down the line. Um, other shows I've been watching. Uh, Miss Marvel on on Disney Plus as well. That started up, uh, what are we, three episodes in now. Um, this one's an interesting show in that I feel like this would have been part of, like, the Freeform bunch of shows so like they did uh, cloak and dagger and uh, the runaways kind of fits in that mold a bit but it's part of the mcu i feel like they they've made that decision that they want everything to be now connected to part of the mcu whereas before they kind of had their offshoots you know there was like you know i had the movies obviously but then they had like agents of shield and that was kind of its own thing but then they had the Runaways and Cloak and Dagger, and that was kind of its own thing. They had the Netflix shows, and those were kind of their own thing. But now I feel like they want to connect everything together. How that's all going to connect together at some point down the line, I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, it doesn't seem very clear at this point, but maybe going forward it will be. Um, I don't know. Um, but uh, it will be interesting. Overall, the show's fine. It's it's whatever. I don't think it's aimed towards necessarily my demographic. I'm not I'm not from New Jersey. I'm not Pakistani, and I'm not a teenager. So don't. And I'm not a female. So I, you know, I, it's I, I don't hit any of the check marks for this show uh, outside of it being a 
superhero show and I've watched all the superhero MCU stuff, I guess, is the only connection I really have to any of this. Um, so, I mean, it's fine, but, like, again, I feel like it, you know, if this show came out, and obviously it's going to connect to, you know, uh, Captain Marvel at some point in the in the Marvel's uh, movie that's coming out next year or maybe the year after. I don't remember the timeline of when everything's supposed to come out. Um, so, yeah, um, you know, not, not too much to say about it. There's still three more episodes to go. So we'll see how that all pans out and if it connects with anything else. Um, or, well, I mean, uh, how they connect it, I guess, with the MCU uh, specifically, if at all. Um, uh, outside of it, be calling, other, other than it be calling Miss Marvel. So, so far, they really haven't. But uh, I don't know if Captain Marvel will be involved at all in the show. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, other show I watched was, uh, what was it called? I'm forgetting the name of the show. Uh, it was on Disney Plus. It was one of the first shows on Disney Plus a couple years ago, and I never watched it until recently. The Right Stuff, based off the book and the previous movie that had come out. It's about the start of the, of NASA and the space program. Uh, it was somewhat interesting. Um, I heard that they were planning on doing more of it. But then it got canceled because it was actually technically part of the National Geographic part of Disney+. Plus. And then they decided to redo that whole thing. And then they said it just didn't fit with what they were doing. There was talks of it being moved over to potentially a uh, HBO Max or something else. Because technically it is a Warner Brothers show, I think. It's Warner Brothers uh, uh, TV show. Uh, it was just, you know picked up by Disney to air on Disney Plus, but technically it's a Warner Brothers thing, so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if anything ends up with that. I, I, I don't know that there needs to be kind of kind of explain well, I don't know. I don't really know the book or the 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 movie or anything like that. So I'm not quite sure how far they, they go into it. Uh, but the, for what the story was that they were telling in this first season, I feel like it was fine. Like, I don't know that I needed to see more necessarily, but obviously there's more to the story. So there easily could be more seasons and stuff. Uh, and then I start. I watched Mayor, Mayor of Easttown, um, which I, I, too, I think prior to me watching the show, I thought it was Mayor of Easttown, and I thought it was about a mayor. But then I was confusing it with Mayor of Kingstown, which is the show with Jeremy Renner, which is by the guys that did, like, Yellow guy that does Yellowstone and all those shows uh, which I haven't watched that yet either um, but I was like wait oh no this is Mayor Mayor that's her name of East East Town Easton East Town East East Town uh, set in Pennsylvania uh, it's about like she's a detective and is trying to solve uh, a murder of a girl and also at the same time a missing girl and another missing girl so basically girls start going missing and there's a murder and they're trying to connect it and everything like that, um, I mean, it came out like a year or so ago, this point in HBO. Uh, I don't know if it was on HBO or HBO, I think it was just on regular HBO. I mean, it's on HBO Max now, but I think it aired initially on just HBO Weekly, as opposed to just dropping on HBO Max, or however they do it. I don't know. I don't have regular HBO, so I just have HBO Max, so I don't really know the difference. I just know some 
some programs all come out at the same time and others are weekly but i think that's the same way with most most streaming platforms these days other than netflix which still have are committed to the dropping all episodes at once i mean i i know that other streaming networks do that from time to time but i don't think they're like they, they don't they're not like netflix where netflix that's the only way they do it um although with the weird way they're doing ozark and stranger things recently it's almost like yeah why would should you have just done it week to week rather than have this like gap in between it's like here's a bunch of episodes now wait a month and here's some more episodes i don't know i don't know that that's i don't know if it works better the other way um uh, but like amazon sometimes they'll have shows there's here that all are and other times are week to week um hbo max i feel like does that too hulu i think i feel like does that as well um disney plus uh disney plus for the most part is always week to week from the shows i've watched but whatever regardless um yeah so mayor of east town was solid pretty solid I've, i'd heard good things about it um there's only seven episodes so it's not like too much commitment there uh, but, uh, overall story was pretty solid. Uh, there's some twists and turns. You don't quite know who did it right up until the end. Or at least the main, well, yeah, uh, well, whatever. Um, I don't want to spoil anything if you haven't watched it, but, like, there's this, like, main, this one girl gets killed, but then these other girls go missing, so there's, like, two kind of, can, like, things happening at the same time. Um, and whatever. So, Yes, and then um, Flash and Lois and Superman and Lois are continuing their seasons. I think there's only one more episode of Superman and Lois for the season. I, there might only be one more episode of The Flash as well for this season. I'm not 100% sure. Um, to see... Uh, do, 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 do. Let's see, blah blah blah. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Yeah, so there's only one more episode. The finale is of the both those shows would be next week, and then I don't really know what's going on with the CW in terms of their shows because they canceled uh, Batgirl and they canceled Legends of Tomorrow. The Flash and Superman and Lois, I believe they picked both of them up. But then they're also introducing... And I, I don't... I can't remember what happened with Stargirl. Is that coming back? Uh, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, I know Black Lightning got canceled. Uh, Supergirl's over. Now, Stargirl, I guess, wasn't technically part of, like, the Arrowverse or whatever. But then they're also doing a... What was the other show they're doing? Mm. There's some other new DC show they're starting. Gotham Knights, is that what it's called? Let's see. CW DC shows. Let's see if that brings up anything. Probably not. No, DC shoes is not what I was looking for. <laughs> CW DC shows. There, here we go. Maybe this will bring up something. Um... This brings up the Arrowverse. Now, see, I don't think these other shows are Arrowverse, though. 
Um, yeah, Superman and Lois. Uh, oh, apparently that Naomi show is a DC show. I'd seen commercials for that, but I wasn't sure if that was DC related. Uh, DMZ. Oh, what's the name of the new show? See, I'm not sure what's going on. So, Star Girl, I guess, is still happening. Um, is it Gotham Knights? Is that what it's called? No, that's a that's a video game. Oh, but there's also the TV show. Um. So when does this start? Yeah, they dropped the trailer a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I heard about that. So I guess it starts in the fall, maybe? I don't know. Whatever. So there's another show, Gotham Knights, kind of filling in the gaps for some of these. And then Stargirl, I think, is coming back? Maybe? Oh, okay, no. So Gotham Knights is set to premiere in 2023. So still have a while to that. It's probably mid-season... Thing. And then uh, it says renewed for a third season titled subtitled Frenemies scheduled to premiere in late 2022. So, yeah, I guess Stargirl's still around too. Uh, but, anyways, uh, I don't know what else is going on, but there, there we go. There's your update for the DC CW shows. And other than that, not much going else on. Uh, Weakest Link is continuing to have shows. I've been watching that. I don't know. It's some trivia game show for you. Um, and then, yeah. So I'm going to start a new show. Uh, Alex Ryder. Apparently it was a book. And then there was a movie at some point. And then they made it a TV show. Which is on... Well, it was on IMDB TV. Which is now Freebie TV. Which is part of Amazon. Uh, so I'll, I'll check it out. I think there's only two seasons. I don't know if it's still ongoing or if it's done. But that was the next one that came on my list. So I'll check that out and see what that's all about. And that's going to do it for small screen sweeps. Now let's move on to uh, Games for Greg. So I did play ALF. Um, and it was basically what I kind of imagined. It reminded me, well, I mean, it was, so it's a very valuable game. Uh, it's about a popular, well, you know, popular, popular 80s character. And it reminds me of another game that was a very, about a very popular 80s character, E.T. I think I made this reference last time. E.T. Alf kind of connected, sort of, sort of. And it's just as bad. <laughs> it's a pretty bad game. Um, it got, you know, the, I was reading some of the reviews for it, and it's, you know, just it reminded me so much of E.T. So basically, you play as Elf, you run around, like, town, and you get chased by people, and then there's, like, rats that kill you, and you have to find these keys, and I don't even know what you're trying to do, to be quite honest with you. Um, I, the controls were terrible. I didn't get very far in the game. It was very hard, because the controls are awful. Like, I don't know, the, awful, the controls are terrible. Um, it's not a good game. Uh, I can't recommend it for, by any means. Um, 
But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't expecting much from it. You know, a lot of those tie-in games, movies, or TV shows, specifically in that era from the 80s and early 90s, were usually pretty bad. Um, you know, I feel like GoldenEye was probably the first one where I was like, oh, wait. Or maybe Terminator. There was a pretty decent Terminator game um, on the, uh, the Genesis... I think, um, not the T2, the arcade game. That one was kind of, eh. There was a, I can't remember if it was, the Terminator game on Sega CD is not bad. But there was another one, and I can't remember if it was Terminator or Terminator 2, which is on Genesis, is pretty good. I mean, there's been some okay ones, but I feel like up until, like, GoldenEye came out, everyone pretty much thought all, like, tie movie games were trash for the most part. Uh, I mean... You know, some of those Back Back to the Future rings to mind. There was a Wayne's World game, which is actually pretty valuable, but it was pretty garbage. The Bill and Ted games that, for some reason, Limited Run was is releasing again. I don't remember them being any good. I mean, outside of them, it's like it's like, hey, we have this like property that people have heard of. Let's make it a game. Sure. What's the game be about? I don't know. Let's make some crap up and just put the put the put the characters on the cover. People will buy it. And people did. Uh, and the games are garbage. Uh, but, <laughs> so, with that in mind, I don't really have any... I don't know if there's any really video game news um, to speak of that I know of. Nothing big. I'm sure there's stuff that has happened and I don't... I'm either not aware of it or just wasn't paying attention to it. Um, so, I don't know. But, in any event, let's pick another game for me to, to play. Um, now again, I'm limited to what I can play based off the systems I currently have with me. Um, I don't have access to all my systems, so I will try my best to pick a game that I can play, uh, without having to do this a million times. Uh, so let's see. Uh, alright. Random number generator. Ram... Random number generator is what I'm trying to say. Comes up with 369. Uh, let's see what that brings up for my list. 369 is going to be, looks like a Game Boy game. Game Boy Color game. <laughs> WWF Attitude. Okay, on the Game Boy Color. This I can play. Uh, I don't have my Game Boy with me. But I do have access to Game Boy Color games without too much problems. So I will play this. Um, I definitely owned this back in the day. I definitely had it on the Game Boy Color uh, back when it came out. And I remember it being pretty bad. Um, you know, there was a bit of a gap at that point between the home consoles and the, and the Game Boy. You know, I mean, when the Game Boy first came out, it was like, oh, there's a Game Boy and there's Nintendo. And the gap wasn't that bad. Um, you know, then the Super Nintendo came out. And it was like, alright, the gap's getting a little larger here. But, oh, there's Game Boy Color. Alright, so that makes it a little better. But then, you know, N64 and PlayStation were out by then. Uh, when Attitude came out. And it's like, yeah. I think even Dreamcast. Because well, Attitude came out on Dreamcast, too. And it's like, Ooh, like, comparing Attitude on Dreamcast to, like, Game Boy Color, it's like, yikes, there's a bit of a gap here. Of course, the uh, Game Boy Advance would come out, 
not too long after that, which closed the gap a little bit, you know, uh, you know, and now there isn't even a gap because the Switch is both. I mean, there's a gap between the Switch and, like, the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, for sure, but, um, you know, just in terms of, game, you know, Nintendo systems itself, you only got one now, you know, 3D, 3DS is done, um, and the Switch is both your home console and your awake, your, your awake, your home console and your awake console, <laughs> your home console and your portable console, which I think was the idea with it, which makes sense and works in that degree, but I'd be interested to see what they go do going forward, because I think they have to realize, um, you know, I, I don't, I just, I don't know if they're going to. Like, on the one hand, I don't know that they need to do too much other than just making it more powerful. Maybe, you know, they've already done a better screen revision to it. But if they make it a little bit more powerful, more juice to it, and make it like a Switch Pro or whatever, um, I don't, that's probably the way to go. Um, I think they want to avoid doing like they did with the Wii U and kind of like, oh, well, here's a new thing, but it's kind of the same thing, but it's kind of an old thing, but you kind of already sick of that, sick of that, but we're going to do it again. Um, not because the Wii U wasn't a bad system. It was just people were kind of sick of the whole motion thing that the Wii had brought. Um, and kind of like, well, I don't want to buy a whole nother system if it's just kind of going to be the same thing. And, and the, the pad that they did wasn't quite what they needed it to be yet. I think the Switch is ultimately what that would, would have been. Or ultimately, I think what they were aiming for in the end wasn't there yet uh but regardless we don't need to have a history lesson on the switch and the wii u uh we got a wwf attitude to play uh and i will play that and uh, give my findings but i can tell you right now i don't remember it being very good on the uh game boy color now the playstation version the n64 versions were okay um you know it was just continuation of war war zone and I think people there was there was a weird divide between people that really liked those games or people that preferred the other games on like the you know the the um, THQ games that you know obviously the WCW ones were coming out but eventually they switched over to WWE. Uh, there was a weird divide at that time, and I feel like part of that was though it was WWF versus WCW at that point. It was like, well, this is a WF game. I don't, I'd rather play a WF game. That a WCW game, whereas you know I think eventually when WCW, you know, or sorry, when WWF um, WrestleMania 2000 comes out, or and then No Mercy later on, I feel like people appreciated those games a little more later on. I think at the time there was this weird because you go back and look at like the reviews of some of those games, and it's weird how bad you know how but how even they were. For when you go back and play them now, how much just better the, like the N64 games were. Well, I mean, not that those games, not that the, not that Attitude or Warzone weren't in N64, but I mean the THQ games were, I guess, is what I'm trying to say versus the Acclaim games, because then they put out like the ECW games and it was like, yeah, really these again? And I just feel like it didn't work. Whereas THQ was then putting out like SmackDown, and I was like, all right. A little bit different than the like the you know the SmackDown games and the PlayStation were quite a bit different than the N sixty four games, but they were still pretty good. Um, all right, so there we go. 
that's going to do it for... Um, what was this? Oh, yeah, for Games for Greg. Let's move on to Concert Concerto. Uh, I don't have anything for Concert Concerto, uh, really. Um, still waiting for the uh, new Shinedown record next week. Uh, looking forward to listening to that. Um, and then... Um, Got the Chili Peppers coming up in September, but other than that, I got nothing really else going on in terms of concert concerto or music-related stuff. Um, I guess I will mention, though, that they did announce uh, some of the lineups, or some of the people. I don't quite know how it's going to work, but they're doing Taylor Hawkins tribute shows. The Foo Fighters doing tribute shows for Taylor Hawkins. Uh, one of them is going to be in London. The other one's going to be in L.A. Uh, they announced some people that are going to be involved. Uh, I'll be interested to see how those play out. Uh, I don't, I can't remember when they are. Um, got it up real quick. I feel like the London one's first and then the Los Angeles one. But I could be wrong. Taylor Hawkins Tribute Concert. Which actually, it was interesting. Oh, there's another show I've been watching. I forgot to even mention this in the small screen sweeps, but uh, Duncanville is still airing new shows and this week's episode actually featured Dave Grohl and Taylor Hawkins voicing uh, characters it was a little interesting to see that they gave a little tribute at the end of the concert or at the end of the show um, maybe they haven't announced the dates yet I thought they did yes yeah, September 2nd at Wembley Stadium and then September 27th at the Kia Forum um, so let's just quickly go over who they've announced so far uh for the london show mm, food fighters obviously with oh that's weird i just noticed why are they different colors huh yeah, i'm noticing like there's they have a bunch of people listed but some of them are different colors i don't know what that means but nandy bushel bushel chris cheney stuart copeland liam gallagher omar hakim hakim joshua home chrissy hind uh elaine jonas jones i don't know john paul jones greg kirsten getty lee alex life uh lifeson Brian May, Chris Novoselic, Niles Rogers, Mark Ronson, Supergrass, Roger Taylor, Rufus Taylor, Wolfgang Van Halen, Chevy Metal, uh, which was uh, Taylor Hawkins' like cover band that he was in, uh, with special appearance by Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock, plus more to be announced. That's the London show, September 3rd, Wembley Stadium. And then at the, uh, which is a Saturday... Is this Saturday? What? Yeah, okay, that, yeah, because that's the day before... Yeah, that's the day before Clash at the Castle with WWE. Um, and then the Los Angeles show's on a Tuesday, for some reason. Tuesday, September 27th. Um, and it features a lot, some of the same people. But Food Fighters, obviously. With Chris Cheney again, Stuart Copeland, Miley Cyrus, Omar Akeem, Joshua Holm, Joan Jett, Helene Jones again, John Paul Jones, Greg Kirsten, 
Getty Lee again, Alex Lifeson, Brian May, Alanis Morissette, Chris Novoselic, Pink, Leanne Rimes, Mark Ronson, Gene Simmons, Nikki Six, Chad Smith, Luke Spiller, Roger Taylor, Rufus Taylor, John Theodore, Wolfgang Van Halen, Brad Wilk, Nancy Wilson, Pat Wilson, and a special appearance by Chevy Metal, which is weird that it says a special appearance by Chevy Metal in the Los Angeles one, but not the London one. But I still don't know what the, the why the names are, like certain names are different colors. I don't, there's no, doesn't seem to be a pattern, and I don't know what that means. A little confused by that, but whatever. So those should be interesting to see what those are all about uh, when they happen down the line in September. So, and then obviously more stuff to come about those. All right, let's move on to, um, to well, something that I don't really want to talk about, but I guess we should. I guess we have to. Uh, and it's time for Sports Splash Zone. Uh, uh, the NBA Finals, yeah. Didn't go quite how I had hoped. Um, Celtics lost in six games to Golden State Warriors, and uh, I was there for the sixth game. It started off well. They were up twelve to two, I think. Um, couple, you know, a couple fouls, a few fouls on the Warriors. Things were looking good, and then the Warriors got in the officials' ear. Steve Kerr, Steph Curry, uh, Draymond, I think, got all got up in the officials' ears. And then the next thing you know, there weren't any fouls being called anymore, and it kind of derailed from there. I'm not going to blame the officials or anything like that, but uh, it was just weird timing. It was like, all right, call timeout, complain to the officials the whole time. And next thing you know, you know, some the same play that just happened, it was a foul two minutes ago, was no longer a foul. Uh, and then, you know, Celtics kind of derailed after that, and they fell apart. And uh, Warriors took control of the game. They made a nice little run there at one point, but couldn't quite come back, um, you know, which was very similar to... A lot of the games in in the series, um, you know, obviously they won game one by doing that, but they were able to come back all the way and take take the lead. Um, but uh, you know, game two they couldn't. Game three, they won, but game four and five and six they just you know just never they fell behind and just couldn't 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 come back. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's just one another one of those situations where. Uh, they, you know, Warriors have been there and done that. Celtics are all pretty young. None of them have been this far. I mean, obviously, I've been to the Eastern Conference championships a few times, uh, but never quite gotten over that hump. And you know, different teams and stuff as well. But uh, you know, this core of this team should be back again. So we'll see what happens again next year. I don't know. Um, you know, promising stuff for sure, but ultimately disappointing. Uh, to lose in the NBA Finals for sure. Um, I really don't want to talk about this anymore, so I'm just going to move on. Uh, baseball, only thing else, Well, I should say hockey's still going. The Abs just took a 3-1 lead on the um, Lightning uh, last night uh, in overtime. They won uh, in overtime. So they won. So it's weird. They won game one in overtime. Yeah, the Abs did. Then they won 7 to nothing or whatever it was. Then they lost. Then they lost. Lightning won six to two, and then they went back to overtime. So it's like, what? It's been a weird series so far, but the Avs seem to be in control. Headed back home, up three to one. I think the Avs um, looking pretty good to uh, end the Lightning streak 
at, uh, at their, their attempt for three in a row, which would have been the first time a team had won three in a row since the, I think the Islanders won four in a row back in the early 80s. Because Edmonton won five cups, but I think they won two, two, and one. They never won three in a row. Uh, and then Pittsburgh won back-to-back a couple times. Detroit's won back-to-back. Uh, I feel like maybe, did the Devils ever win back-to-back? No, I don't think so. So, yeah, there's been no team that's won three in a row since the Islanders back in the early 80s. So, the Lightning had a shot, but couldn't get it done. Um, so, yeah. And uh, as far as baseball is concerned, Red Sox have actually turned around and playing very well uh, recently. Uh, unfortunately, the Yankees have not really stopped losing either. So they're while the Red Sox are right in the thick of it in terms of the wild card, they're quite a ways still out of the division. Uh, I mean, they have a pretty interest. They have a pretty t- uh, well a telling. I should take. T- they have a telling schedule coming up uh, to see where exactly they stand because they they uh, they. Um, I'm just looking at some news right now. The NBA draft actually is tonight. I didn't mention that. thing. Lakers have traded into the draft, getting the number 35 pick from Magic. I know the Celtics only have one pick. They have their second-round pick because they had traded their first-round pick. To the Spurs? Was that part of the Derek White deal? I can't remember exactly how they traded. I'm pretty sure they traded unless that was... Hmm. See, now I don't remember... Or was that the pick that they traded as part of Al Horford deal with Kemba? I can't remember. Uh, let's see. Um, no, Spurs. Okay, so the Spurs get... Yeah, the Spurs have the num- our, our first round pick, the Celtics first round pick, uh, as part of that Derek White deal. So what was the deal? I mean, that was last year? I guess that was when it would have been last year that we... Yeah. Al Horford with Kemba and was that what it was? I can't remember. We traded Kemba and got Al Horford. Yeah, so Boston, yeah, that our pick from last year was part of that deal. I believe. Yes. Uh, to Oklahoma City. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, what was I talking about two minutes ago? Uh, <laughs> the Yeah, the Celtics, no. Not the Celtics. Red Sox schedule um, I mean, as it stands right now, Red Sox have won four in a row. They're eight and two in the last ten, but so are the Yankees, so they haven't gained any ground. Still twelve and a half back, but they've moved ahead of Tampa. They're game and a half ahead of Tampa. They're only a half game behind the Blue Jays right now, and they moved ahead of the Guardians. Well, mm, I shouldn't say that. Well, sort of. The Guardians caught the Twins. They're tied with them now, but they're also, you know. Technically, now the Twins are... Either way, the Red Sox are ahead by half a game of either of those teams. Um, so, they have... Technically, right now, they're in the second wild card spot. Uh, but, you know, I mean, like I said, it's going to be a telling uh, next month or so for the Red Sox leading into the All-Star break as they have the Guardians coming up this weekend. Then they got Toronto, the Cubs, uh, t- and then Tampa, 
the Yankees, Tampa, and the Yankees. So lots of games coming up in the division outside of Chicago and Cleveland, but Cleveland's right in the discussion for the wild card there. And the Cubs, actually, I don't know. The Cubs, I don't know how the Cubs are this year. I know they've beat the Braves to end the Braves' like winning streak recently. Yeah, they're not that great. So they hopefully the, the, they can beat up on the Cubs, too, uh, and win a bunch of games against the teams they need to win games against as well and get themselves back in the mix. I mean, obviously, if they can sweep those games against the Yankees, which you know obviously will be tough, but they have uh, seven games coming up against the Yankees. Or is it seven? Yeah, seven games coming up against the Yankees uh, over, you know, before the All-Star break. I mean, if they can win a good chunk of those, five or six of those, they can get right back in the discussion, but they also have to beat Tampa. They have seven games against, and they also got three against Toronto as well. They want to stay ahead of the Guardians, um, or at least the Twins. I don't know, the, you know, because it's kind of weird how that will play out because if the Guardians are in first in the division, it doesn't really matter at that point. You know, it's now you're going against the Twins, but I'm obviously wanting to win those games regardless. Um, but uh, in any event... That's all I got for Sports Splash Zone, I think. Uh, you know, uh, we're about a month away, a month or so away before football really starts mattering in terms of, like, the preseason or, like, the mini camps or training camps and stuff. Preseason. I know they've done some mini camp stuff, but training camp and preseason, um, well, you know, we're about a month away from that really starting to get in gear. Um Obviously, we got the NBA draft tonight. NHL draft, I guess, is next week. I'm not 100% sure. Obviously, the Stanley Cup's still going on. Everything for the NHL got delayed because of the Olympics, which ended up not happening. And then it just uses, used to make up games because of COVID and all that stuff. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's all I got for Sports Splash Zone that I can think of. So, let's move on to Fights for Money. Uh, there was a UFC fight um, when I made predictions the last time out, uh, and I got I went one for two. Uh, actually, no, I take that back. I went two for three because there was Volkov who won that weekend, and then the next weekend for UFC two seventy six, uh, Valentina won, and but then Glover Teixeira lost. Uh, but coming up this weekend. No, I'm sorry, it was UFC 275. What did I write down 276? 276 is next weekend, which we'll talk about next week, which is also taking place at the same time in the same place as Money in the Bank. Well, the same city, not the same place. Obviously, that wouldn't make any sense. Uh, as, um... Um... Sorry. Uh, as, uh, yeah, the... UFC is at T-Mobile and the Money in the Bank moved from Allegiant to now being in um, MGM Grand. So, there you go. Alright, um, but for this weekend, we got a UFC fight night happening uh, on ESPN. Uh, the main event is a lightweight battle for uh, Armin... Tassaru Khan, sure, uh, taking on Metsu Garma, 
Gamrot. Oh, wow. I'm terrible with his names. I don't know. <laughs> I apologize. Um, yeah, uh, I don't really know too much about these guys, I'll be honest. Taking place at the UFC Apex. Uh, I'm going to go... Mm, Garmont is 7 and 1. Wait, what? No, tw sorry, 20 and 1. And 1. Um, and... Sarukin? Sarukin? Is that how you say it? Is... 18 and 2. Okay, so pretty close there. I'm gonna go with... Uh, Gamrot. Is that a, actually... It's, is it Gamrot? I'm just reading it backwards because I'm an idiot. Gamrot. Matsuv Gamrot? Is that how you say it? That's what I'm going with. That's my prediction for UFC uh, Fight Night. Um, I don't know if there's any... Or UFC on ESPN, actually, technically, is what it's called. It's not a Fight Night. Fight Night's the ones on ESPN+. Plus, this one is on ESPN. Pre preliminary card on ESPN2. Um, and then... Um, I don't know if there's any boxing this weekend. I don't think there is. Or at least nothing big. There probably is some boxing. There's always... I feel like there's boxing every weekend, but... In terms of a big fight, I don't know that there's any boxing going on. Uh, so the boxing, boxing schedule coming up. Yeah, no, uh, the next big bout is... Uh, uh, Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury in August, I guess. I don't know. I guess you could cannot, Canelo Alvarez not fighting until September. Alexior Yuzik versus Anthony uh, Anthony Joshua is taking place in Saudi Arabia in August. I mean, technically, um, didn't uh, Fury retire? Sort of, maybe, kind of, not really. I don't know. Uh, Danny Garcia is taking on. Is fighting in a few weeks, but there is another Danny Garcia, and that will lead us into uh, turnbuckle time. But before we get to any AEW stuff, we got big AEW stuff taking place this weekend, obviously, with uh, AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling Forbidden Door taking place on Sunday, and then they got Blood and Guts coming up next week on Dynamite. But let's take a little step back because a lot of stuff has gone down in the last. Um, couple weeks uh since the last time out uh so obviously cm punk had beaten hangman page for the aw championship uh on uh at uh, double or nothing uh then he came out on um dynamite and when he came out on dynamite he decided to do the old jump in the crowd thing which he'd done previous um on aw and did it most notably in my mind at Madison Square Garden after he won the WWE Championship from Alberto Del Rio at Survivor Series 2011. Uh, but he kind of jumped off the stage and didn't, I don't know what happened. He didn't, he didn't angle it right or he didn't judge it right or something. And he cracked his foot on the guardrail it looked like. And then when he got back on stage and FTR came out and they had a match, 
Uh, he was walking a little bit funny. And then later on, right after, or short, shortly after that, M- MJF did his pipe, his pipe bomb or whatever you want to call it. And then, uh, you know, there was, uh, after they cut away from it, uh, people in the arena had videos of CM Punk coming out to confront MJF as he ran off. And he was limping very considerably, limping, limping. And they had a live rampage th- that week uh, on the Friday. And they kicked it off with CM Punk, who came out and said he unfortunately had broken his foot and had to have surgery, and it's going to be out for a bit. But he, but Tony Khan decided not to re- not have him relinquish the title. Instead, they're doing the UFC type nonsense where they're going to have an interim title. Which, I don't know, I don't like that too much, because it's like, you know, you realize this isn't real. <laughs> you know, I, as much as people like, you know, oh, is it, it's fake. I, you know, it's not, I don't want to use the word fake, but it's predetermined entertainment. Um, with athletic, it's athletically driven predetermined entertainment. Uh, which means you determine the winners. So this isn't like UFC where someone gets hurt and can't, fight they do the interim title blah 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 no this is a television show it's 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 entertainment you don't need an interim title that's not how this works so i don't like it the way they're doing this the interim title but whatever they're doing it fine whatever who cares i guess i mean i know WWE did it with during covid with the cruiserweight title and uh w done it before with covid because of in the tnt title with uh cody and sammy but uh I just, I just feel like those are different scenarios because of COVID. Uh, this is a scenario where the guy got hurt. He can't defend the title. He can't defend the title in 30 days. You're supposed to be stripped of the title. Um, I mean, whatever. I know that doesn't really apply ever anymore. It only applies when they want it to apply. But I just feel like, given that you don't know exactly his timeline coming back, if you know exactly, it's like, oh, he's going to be back X day X then fine, you could do it that way. He'll be back day X. You know, I mean, obviously CM Punk has had the weird thing with Cena and when he won the title in 2011, he, there was two champions for a little bit. I, I didn't call interim title, but more or less John Cena sort of was the interim champion, or I guess Rey Mysterio was, and then John Cena was. Ultimately, then they had the match to unify him. Um, and I guess they sort of did that. Well, I guess they really didn't. Well, I don't know. It depends on when they... Sometimes they do it, sometimes they don't. Uh, in WWE. Because with Sami Zayn, they just took the title off of him. But with Jordan Devlin, they didn't. But then there was two champions for a bit. I don't know. But it's not a scenario where there's going to be two champions. Like, he just... He can't defend the title, so make another champion. Like, give him a title match when he gets back, fine. But you don't need to... I just don't like the idea of the interim title. I think it's dumb. But whatever, they're doing it, and they're going to have the finals uh, for that, which was so stupid. Um, it's at Forbidden Door. We'll talk about it in a little bit. But anyways, he's injured. On top of that, Adam Cole hadn't wrestled for a bit, so he seemingly was injured, although he, he will be back at Forbidden Door, so not, not a big deal. But then Daniel Bryan wasn't anywhere to be seen for a couple weeks, and turns out he was injured as well. And now he's not going to be at Forbidden Door or Blood and Guts unclear when he'll be back but there's more news on that when we get to the forbidden door stuff ah so that leads us in so keeping that keep that in mind there's a bunch of injuries now to cm punk being the biggest of those given uh yeah you know the, the title situation and all that 
So keep that in mind as we head into Hell in a Cell, um, which we'll talk about in a second. Because then there was an even, you know, here, it's like, hey, you're injured, top that. Um, so first we had uh, the NXT in your house, uh, Legato del Fantasma lost to Tony D'Angelo and the family, uh, which meant that Diallo, sorry, Legato del Fantasmo had to join the family, uh, D'Angelo family, which, as of a couple, like, a, I don't know, last week or something like that, was down one, although they recorded a bunch of episodes of NXT, so he, even though he got fired, he wasn't fired yet, but, um, and now I'm going to forget which one it was. Uh, eh, ah, man. So, yeah, okay. Um, Tony, no, Troy Two Dimes Donovan, uh, I guess was fired, let go, because he failed a drug test or some sort of, some somehow violated um, something, some sort of rule in WWE. Now, I thought if you failed a drug test, you got a wellness violation and you got, you got suspended for a certain time. But in this case, whatever it was, he got let go. Now, they said... Could be back within a year, in the next year, but who knows uh, how that's going to pan out. So unfortunately, while the family did grow, it then fell back. And Electro Lopez wasn't really involved with them at all in the first couple weeks, so I don't know exactly how they're going to do that if she's just not going to be involved with this. Uh, but there's still some tension between the groups, so we'll see how it all plays out. Uh, next up, Toxic Attraction uh, defeated Katana Chance and Caden Carter. To retain the women's tag team champions, uh, Carmelo Hayes defeated Cameron Grimes to win back the NXT North American Championship. Mandy Rose beat Wendy Chu to retain the women's championship. The Creed brothers defeated Pretty Deadly to uh, win the NXT tag team champions, which meant they are now they will remain in Diamond Mind, and now they they seem to be trying to take control of Diamond Mind from Roderick Strong. And Braun Breaker defeated Joe Gacy um, to by pinfall to retain the NXT Championship. Obviously, if Braun had been disqualified, he would have lost the title, but that didn't happen. Joe Gacy has now unleashed his goons or whatever. They had a match last week. Still unsure who they are. They didn't remove their masks or their hoods, so I uh, don't know who they are. But regardless... Um, and we're headed now into Great American Bash, which is just, it's not a pay-per-view or, or a premium live event, I should say. It's just a, a special edition episode of NXT, which will happen not this week, but next week. So July, I think it's the 5th. So we'll talk about that more next week. Um, uh, Braun Breaker is seemingly, I think, I don't know if they announced the match officially, but he's going to have a match against Cameron Grimes, I think. And um, so... On that week's episode of NXT, they did have the finals of the women's breakout tournament, which Roxette Perez won um, after beating Tri Tiffany Stratus. Strat no, Tiffany. What's her name? Trish Stratus? No. Tiffany Stratton uh, in the finals. Um, of course, Tif Tiffany Stratton had taken Nikita Lyons' spot because she, she uh, injured her MCL, but she'll be back next week. But Roxette Perez, who then won, because she won the um, 
the tournament is entitled to a title opportunity, but has decided rather than take the shot at Mandy Rose in the women's championship, decided to team up with uh, Cora Jade, her best friend, and take on Toxic Attraction for the women's tag team championships instead, which I believe that match will be taking place, I think it, Great American Bash? If, if it's not next week, it's Great American Bash, but I think it will be taking place at Great American Bash. But we'll find out more um, about Great American Bash. We'll talk more about it next week. Uh, but then that all led to Hell in a Cell, and as we're headed into Hell in a Cell, there's rumors, there was rumors flying, what's going on, what's happening, um, something's going on with Cody, what is it, because he was at the pre, the, he, he couldn't wrestle the, uh, the previous night in a live event, um, they said he was injured, um, then they had this weird narrative that Oh, there's rumors going around that Seth Rollins attacked Cody Rhodes and you know, injured him. But that's not true. Actually, he tweaked his... But it was like, what rumors? <laughs> what rumors were those? So they made both made up and denied rumors at the same time <laughs> during the pre-show. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. But then they said, no, he did tweak his... He tore his something, tore his pectoral muscle um, part, like... They said they he initially tore it during the brawl with Seth Rollins on Raw, which I don't think that was the case, but who knows. But then tore it completely um, uh, training, which actually was the case. Um, but they said he's going to go and fight, and everyone's like, all right, that's weird. Okay, so is this actually going to happen? Is he actually going to wrestle, or are there going to be some sort of swerve that's happening before the match? So that was happening in the pre-show, but the matches that ended up happening. Uh, Bianca Belair defeated Asuka and Becky Lynch to retain uh, the Women's Raw Women's Championship triple threat match. Uh, oh, I guess I should say how I did on my predictions. Uh, so for In Your House, TakeOver In Your House, I had Legato Del Fantasma wrong. I had Toxic Attraction correct. I had Cameron Grimes wrong. Mandy Rose I had right. Pretty Deadly I had wrong. And Joe Gacy, which was kind of shot in the dark, I, I had wrong as well. Uh, but Bianca Belair, I had right. Uh, Bobby Lashley defeated almost an MVP by submission, so I had that wrong. Uh, Kevin Owens defeated Ezekiel by a pinfall, so I had that wrong. The Judgment Day edged Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley defeated AJ Styles, Finn Balor, and Liz Morgan. Got that one correct. Madcap Moss defeated Happy Corbin. Got that correct in the Holds Barred match. Uh, Theory defeated Mustafa Ali by pinfall, got that correct, and Cody Rhodes, who did show up at in the match, in the Hell in a Cell match. Seth Rollins came out in polka dots to, you know, you know, grind his gears a little bit. Uh, but S S Cody Rhodes took off his uh, jacket, and his complete, like, his total right arm and chest were just, like, random colors that... I don't even know how they form in a human body. Uh, and it, it was so, like, vivid. It looked like makeup. And I was like, oh, really? Did they do makeup? Is he really hurt? What's going on? But you could tell, like, he was so swollen. It was like, yeah, there's something definitely wrong here. Um, but he's toughed it out, had the match, won the match. Uh, then the next night on Raw. So I got that right, by the way. Next night on Raw, he came out and said, you know, I got to go deal with this. But I hopefully I'll be back and ready for... Uh, Money in the Bank, which, you know, 
It was only three weeks later, or four weeks later, I guess, at that point. Um, and then Seth Rollins came out and said, hey, you know, great. I respect you, blah, blah, blah. Shook his hand and walked off. Then as Cody was leaving, leaving Seth came out and attacked him with a with a uh, uh, sledgehammer, which Cody Rhodes had used the night before during the match to win. And uh, ultimately, yeah, put him on the shelf. And then he, you know, then the reports came in. Yeah, he's going to be out for up to nine months. So, uh, you know, he's he had surgery. It's unclear as to when he'll be back. Um, you know, other people that have had similar injuries have come back in as little as four months. I think John Cena came back in four months or, you know, as many as, you know, nine months, up to nine months. So, you know, the kind of timeline, you know, if all things go... T- hopefully okay and he's back a little bit faster than the nine months maybe six months we could potentially see him at royal rumble um now the other big wwe news that's coming out well there's a few other things too so the judgment day announced a new um member which was finn balor who they just had beaten the night before um but hey okay cool but then Damien Priest said, hey, you know, actually, uh, we're, we got to get rid of the weakness, the uh, the uh, unnecessary weight, which was Edge. So then they kicked Edge out and injured him. Now, I don't think Edge is injured. I think they just did this to, uh, you know, kind of flip somebody to face because obviously Cody out. And the other guy that's out is Randy Orton appears to be out. Now, obviously, they played up an ang- ang- injury angle. With Roman and the Usos attacking uh, Riddle and uh, Orton. And Riddle said, Orton's hurt. Don't know when he's going to be back. Now, the thought process there would be, oh, he'll be back and challenge Roman at SummerSlam. But unfortunately, that doesn't seem to be the case. It seems that Randy Orton's actually really uh, injured and going to be out for quite a bit. But hopefully back for a Riddle Rumble, it sounds like, as well. So, uh, more injuries. Um, more injuries for sure. And speaking of Judgment Day and injuries, yes, Rhea Ripley won a ended up winning a match to to um, to get the rights to fight um, Bianca Belair at Money in the Bank for the Women's Championship. But unfortunately, she got injured in the match and is out. So now Bianca Belair will be fighting uh, Carmella, who won a Fatal Four Way to qualify or to you know get the opportunity as well. But uh, Yes, yeah, so interesting stuff playing out uh, there. But we're not done because there's more news. So, uh, last week, or a couple weeks ago, I guess, they announced Roman Reigns taking on uh, Matt Riddle for the WWE Universal Unified Heavyweight Championship of the Universe, or whatever it's called. Uh, in the first defense since WrestleMania, which is weird to think about, but um, with Roman working this weird schedule, although he may have been injured too, I don't know. No one seems to know for sure exactly what happened there. But regardless, he was going to defend it for the first time against Matt Riddle on SmackDown. So a lot of people were pumped for SmackDown. And then um, the the day before, or whenever it was, uh, there, there was stuff started coming out about Vince McMahon, and, and there was a... Um, an affair and some hush money and now he's getting investigated and all this stuff and then he on 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 friday last friday before a few hours before smackdown they said he bat he stepped down as ceo of wwe which stephanie mcmahon who had that who had taken who had stepped away from her job as c 
Oho or whatever she was, now is jumping in and being the interim CEO. See, they do use interim <laughs> occasionally in WWE. Um, uh, while the investigation is going on. But that doesn't mean Vince is stepping away. No, no, he's still running everything uh, at the at the television and pay-per-views and whatever. And that was actually on television uh, on SmackDown and just came out and said basically nothing. <laughs> and then he did the same thing on Raw, too. So I don't know. Just showing face uh, that he's not... He beat the investigation or whatever. So, yeah, that's a bit of craziness. Uh, Triple H apparently is back with NXT. Running NXT, maybe. I don't know. Se- seems some weird... Um, I guess he showed up and said he's back, but uh, no one seems to know what that means. Uh, but anyways, then Roman Reigns defeated Matt Riddle, which means Matt Riddle can no longer challenge for... Um, no longer challenge Roman Reigns for the title. But the one weird thing that kept popping up was they were in Minnesota. And they kept talking about Minnesota and Minnesota. And Madcap Moss is from Minnesota and he didn't match. And they were talking about Minnesota during that, which is fine. But then they kept on harping on the Minnesota thing. And I'm like, I know, you know, usually they mention where they are, but they, they're they mentioning it a lot right now. And yeah, so then it, and then it crossed my mind. Wait a minute, they're in Minnesota. Okay, Roman Reigns beat Matt Riddle. Then he gets on the mic and says, Acknowledge me, Minnesota. And then he said, You know, we've beaten everyone. Now we're going to leave. And then Brock Lesnar's music hit because, of course, it did. And now Brock Lesnar is back. He F5'd uh, Roman and the Usos and, uh, and, you know, essentially challenged Roman Reigns to a rematch, which they're going to have at SummerSlam in a last man standing match. So there's your SummerSlam main event. Uh, but we'll talk about that in about a month because SummerSlam is at the end of July, which is still weird to me. SummerSlam's going to be in July. But hey, it is what it is. <clears throat> All right, so enough of that. We think we've covered everything that really needs to be covered. We'll talk about everything else headed into Money in the Bank next week when we preview Money in the Bank. Um, I guess the only other thing to mention was Elias returned. Um did a little concert and then Kevin Owens interrupted and and Ezekiel interrupted Kevin Owens sort of kind of uh and they're gonna have another match next week against either Ezekiel Elias or Elrod because I'm not quite sure who Elrod is but well well, I guess we'll find out next week maybe um so that's another thing that's happening uh and whatever we'll talk more about yeah the rest of it next week so let's move on to AEW so, yeah, AEW, like I said, they, they decided to have the interim uh, AEW championship. So they had a battle royal, which, like, Jericho wasn't in, Hangman Page wasn't in, a bunch of guys weren't in. Andrade returned, he was in it. Uh, but ultimately, Kyle O'Reilly won it. Then Kyle O'Reilly was going to fight John Moxley, and the winner of that would go to um, Forbidden Door to fight... Uh, the representative from New Japan. So it was pretty obvious it was going to be John Moxley, but they went through the whole charade of it anyways, and John Moxley, of course, won. Uh, on the other side of things, Tanahashi, who confronted CM Punk, I should, I guess I didn't mention that, confronted CM Punk um, on the Dynamite app, or maybe I did mention that, actually, last time. Um, so seemingly headed towards CM Punk versus Tanahashi, but he had to have a match. I can't even remember if he fought Ishii, maybe? I don't even remember... Oh, wait, it says right here, Goto. He fought Goto at one of the New Japan events to, you know, pretty obviously that was going to happen. So 
That's going to be a match. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But then AEW also announced the new title, uh, the inaugural, no, the AEW All-Atlantic Championship, even though um, they have Australian flag and a Japanese flag on it and of a Japanese representative in it. And those aren't Atlantic, those are Pacific, so I'm a little confused as to what it even means, and I don't know that they needed another men's uh, singles title, but hey, whatever, it is what it is. Um, I guess with Scorpio Sky injured, another guy injured, not defending the TNT title at the time being, I guess they could use another title. Sure. Um, so, yeah. So, talk a little bit about who qualified for that. Um, but also, Zack Sabre Jr. was supposed to fight Daniel Bryan. So, there's going to be a mystery opponent. That hand-picked mystery opponent. I guess let's just get into it. Let's talk about it. Let's do some predictions. Alright, so on the kickoff show, or the buy-in show, or the pre-show, or whatever it's called, uh, Max Caster and the Gun Club, uh, Billy Gunn and the Ass Boys... Austin Gunn and Colton Gunn will be taking on Yuya Uemura, Alex Coughlin, the DKC, and Kevin Knight in an eight-man tag. Um, Sure, why not, I guess. I'm going to go with Max Caster and the Gun Club. Uh, next up, we got um, the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, in the Bullet Club, El Fantasmo and Hikaleu, uh, taking on the, for some reason, dubbed Dudes with Attitudes now, Darby Allen and Sting. Now, Dudes with Attitudes, uh, if you don't recall, um, a lot of people remember Shawn Michaels and Diesel being the dudes with attitudes back in the mid-90s in WWE. But prior to that in WCW in the early 90s, there was the dudes with attitudes uh, headed up by Sting. Um, now, I don't totally remember who was in the dudes with attitudes. I feel like Brian Pillman, I want to say El Gigante, Junkyard Dog. Um, uh, who else? I can't. I'm trying to remember who else was in it. Dudes with Attitude. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, Dudes with Attitude WCW. Yeah, let's see. Um, Okay, so it was El Gigante. Got that right. Lex Luger. Paul Orndorff. Rick Steiner. What? Um, El Gigante, Lex Luger, Paul Orndorff, Rick Steiner, Scott Steiner, Sting, and the Junkyard Dog. All right, I guess Brian Pillman wasn't. For some reason, I remember Brian Pillman being in it, but uh, I guess he wasn't. Um, they had, I think, one match together at the Great American Bash 1990, um, where they fought the Four Horsemen. I guess. Why is this being weird? Uh, trying to, okay, yeah, Sting, oh, I guess they were just in his corner, never mind, oh, no, 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 the dudes with attitudes, Paul Orndorff, Junkyard Dog, and El Gigante, defeated the four horsemen, Sid, Arn Anderson, and Barry Windham, with Ole Anderson, by disqualification, now, I don't know how the Steiners were in that, I, I really don't know, I don't understand, I guess, because the Steiners, were, were also with, Junkyard Dog and Orndorff 
with Sting when Sting defeated Ric Flair for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship to win his first championship. So why they're bringing back that as a name for Sting and Darby Allen, I don't know. But fine. Whatever. Does that mean Sting's going to dress up as old school Sting? Like surfer Sting? I don't know. That'd be cool if he did. It makes more sense. But and then Darby Allen maybe do kind of sort of the same sort of thing. Make more sense, but we'll see. And now I lost the... <sighs> now I lost the Forbidden Door card. Great. Awesome. Sweet. This is going well. This is going well. Great. We're doing good. All right. Um, so, yeah. Um, dudes with Attitudes, Darby Allen, thing, and Los Incornables de Japón, Shingo Takagi, and Hiromu Takahashi. So I'm going to go with the... I'm going to go with the good guys, dudes with attitudes and whatever. And those ingredients they have on. So Sting, Darby Allen, uh, who is it? Takagi and Romo. All right, moving on. Just gets the eight-way matches out of the way. Uh, so let's move on to six-man match. We got Lay Sex Gods, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara, and Mamoru Suzuki, along with Ty Conti, I guess, in their corner, taking on Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and Shoto Yumino in a six-man tag. Um, I mean, this is leading into Blood and Guts coming up on next Wednesday, so... Uh... I'm going to go with Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Suzuki. All right, next up we got um, let's see. I guess we got all title matches other than that, right? <laughs> the rest are all title matches. So let's kick off with the only non-New Japan Pro Wrestling match on the card because they don't have any women in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So the AEW Women's Championship, uh, Thunder Rosa defending against Tony Storm. Um, I mean, the Thunder Rosa has just, I don't know, it's been somewhat underwhelming. Um, so is it... Tony time? I feel like... I think... Honestly, I feel like other people are going to get involved and this is going to be a schmoz, but AEW doesn't do schmozzes to to forward the storyline for whatever reason. Um, So, maybe I'll go Tony Storm? Yeah, I think I'm going to go Tony Storm. All right. Next up, we have Will Ospreay defending the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship against Orange Cassidy. I mean, I'm just going to go with Will Ospreay because I just don't think they're going to put the title on. You know, it's it's one of those weird things where it's like, how many titles are they actually going to put on the other company's guys? I don't think many, so let's just move on. Um, oh, sorry. I completely missed a non-title match because there's no opponent. Zack Sabre Jr. taking on to be announced 
Uh, Daniel Bryan said it's going to be the newest member of the the whatever club, the country club, whatever the the Darby Allen Club. No, what, what is it called? The uh, Blackpool Combat Club. That's what it's called. Oh, sorry, I was. I don't know. I just, I don't know what I'm talking about. Dar- the co- co- yeah, the co- country club. The co- the Combat Club, the Blackpool Combat Club. Zack Sabre Jr. taking on whoever is the new member, I guess, uh, which will be handpicked by Daniel Bryan. There's been rumors flying. A lot of people are saying it's going to be Claudio, a.k.a. or FKA, um, um, Cesaro. There's rumors of Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano then responded, being like, hey, I'll, I'll be in Chicago, but I'm going to the Chicago card show. Um, and that's the only reason I'll be there. Now, he might just be saying that. Although, also, if he was going to be the mystery guy, would you then promote yourself to the card show? Um, would, I don't know. But regardless, who knows it's going to be. Um, so I'm going to go with TBA just because that's more interesting than Zack Sabre Jr. winning, I guess. I don't know at this point. Uh, all right. So moving back on to the uh, title matches because, whoops, sorry. We got the... AEW All-Atlantic Championship, the four-way, fatal four-way, or well, four-way match. I don't think they call them fatal four-way matches. That's a WWE thing, but regardless. We got Pac, um, uh, Pac, who who beat Buddy Matthews, uh, Miro, who beat Ethan Page, Malachi Black, who beat Penta Oscuro, and Tamahiro Ishii, who beat both Yasha Nobi, Kanamaru and Clark Connors. Clark Connors previously beating Tamaki Homa, uh, Honma to uh, qualify. So for me, I think Miro's going to win. Um, you know, they kind of took the TNT championship off him fairly quick. I guess he was injured or whatever, but like I feel like, you know, he works well better with the title at this point. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really sure, but go with Miro anyways. Then next up, we have the um, uh, three-way winner-take-all tag team match for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships and the IWGP Tag Team Championships. Uh, I guess I should mention a couple other things that did happen because uh, I kind of glossed over these. But the Young Bucks beat Jungle Boy and uh, Luchasaurus in a ladder match to win the uh, AEW Tag Team Championships. Uh, subsequently, Christian then turned on uh, Jungle Boy. Uh, but the Hardys were also supposed, to be, also supposed to be involved in this match. And then Jeff Hardy got arrested that Sunday night, or I guess, yeah, I guess it was Sunday night, uh, prior to Dynamite. Uh, he uh, had another DUI, and AEW has since suspended him, I guess, or I don't know, whatever. They... Removed him from the card and I guess suspended him regardless. So Jeff Hardy in trouble again, once again. He has some court dates to do. He may end up uh, doing some jail time. Who knows? Um, but obviously not in the right state of mind for sure, which, you know, a lot of people still like, you know, the whole WWE, the way he does WWE, and a lot of people are like, well, you know, now he's an AW, you can do whatever, you know, you can do it. But yeah, WWE were kind of like, what is going on with you? You know, you left the match in the middle of the match at a house show, 
Everyone kind of just glossed over that, being like, nah, he's fine, he's fine, he's, you know, whatever, it's fine. He was just trying to get out of his WWE deal so he'd go with his brother in AEW, which ultimately did happen because, it, you know, WWE were like, hey, man, you go get some help or, you know, we're letting you go. And he's like, nah, I don't need any help. I'm not going to get help. All right, we're letting you go. Then, of course, goes to AEW with his brother. Everything's happy and fun, and then here we are a few months later, and he's getting busted again. So it's like, I don't think... You know, a lot of people dismiss what WWE does sometimes because they feel like, oh, they're just doing that for their own good. And, you know, in this case, I, don't, I think that was just a rush to judgment on everyone else's part, saying they rushed to judgment on Jeff Hardy when clearly the dude's got issues and probably just shouldn't be wrestling anymore. But, hey, all the best to him. Hopefully he gets better. Um, they also are supposed to have a match. In uh, AAA this weekend, uh, obviously Jeff didn't make it to that, uh, and uh, Johnny Johnny Hardy felt in Johnny Elite Johnny Nitro Johnny whatever you want to call him Johnny Mor- John Morrison filled in for him, but apparently Matt Hardy got injured in the match. Uh, he will not be at Forbidden Door. He's not scheduled to be anyways. So, uh, anyways, uh, but anyways, uh, going back to this match, FDR the. Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, Dax Harwood and Zach Cash Wheeler, defending against United Empire, Great Okan and Jeff Cobb, the IWGP uh, Champions, and Rapongi Vice, Trent Beretta, and Rocky Romero. This was a tough one just because someone's going to win a title here that isn't necessarily in the other... Um, in, in, in the league, the title, other title is. So... How they'll play that out, I don't know. I mean, still don't really know how Ring of Honor is getting used um, down the line, but uh, whatever. So, for me, I'm just going to go, I'm just going to say FDR just because, I don't know. Uh, All right, and then that leads us to the two big title matches. Uh, Of course, we have a Fatal 4-Way match, or sorry, I keep on calling it a Fatal 4-Way. It's just a Fatal, it's just a 4-Way match for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Jay White, who had beaten Okada at Dominion, I think it was, a couple weeks back, will defend the title against Adam Page and Adam Cole, who had been arguing over who was going to get the title match. Um, of course, Jay White said neither of them should get it, which then caused a brawl, and Adam Cole and Jay White were beaten up on Adam Page, and out came Okada, who wants his rematch and his title back, so it is a fatal four-way, or a four-way between Jay White, Okada, Hangman Page, and Adam Cole. Um, I know they just put the bat belt on Jay White, but I feel like they do that every time they come to the United States and then Okada wins. So I'm going to go with Okada. Well, I don't, I think last time, was it Jay White last time too? At, um, what was the name of that show? It was WrestleMania weekend back in 2019. The Super Card of Honor. Is that what it was called? Super Card of Honor 2019? Was that what it was? Oh, the G1 Supercard? G1 Supercard, that's what it was called. And Okada, yeah, he beat Jay White. Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure it was Jay White that he beat at Madison Square Garden then. So I think he's going to do it again. Just throw in Adam Cole. Throw in the Adams, and Okada will win. So there we go. And then in the main event, probably the main event, I'm assuming the main event, uh, for the interim AEW Championship... Um, 
Uh, by the way, it's taking place in Chicago United Center. I don't know if I mentioned that, but Chicago United Center. Uh, you got John Moxley taking on. Um, uh, sorry, John Moxley. Yeah, John Moxley taking on Hiroshi Tanahashi for the interim AEW World Championship. Eventually, whoever wins will fight CM Punk. Well, not necessarily, I guess, because as long as they still have it by the time CM Punk comes back, they would fight him. But they could probably lose it prior to that. So that's not. A, foregone conclusion that whoever wins this fight CM Punk but I kind of imagine it would be so I mean they could give it to Tanahashi and just be like all right you're the interim champion go back to New Japan for a while when CM Punk's ready come over and you can fight him then that way you don't really have the interim champion on AEW it's kind of a made-up thing that you don't really it doesn't matter um I mean but the money I think is probably on Moxley to win because, you know, obviously Moxley's in AEW. He's there every week. He's your, he'll be your interim champion. So, I mean, ultimately, I, I'm going to go with John Moxley. So there we go. That's AEW, NW, sorry, NJ, New Japan Pro Wrestling, NJPW, AEW, uh, Forbidden Door, um, taking place this Sunday on pay-per-view... Uh, I think at eight o'clock. I think it starts at eight o'clock. The buy-in probably starts at seven or seven thirty or something like that. So check it out if you want to check it out. Uh, it's probably gonna be a long show, ten matches, but it's New Japan and AEW, and matches seem to go on forever a lot of times. So it's probably gonna be like five hours long, maybe. I mean, no, Double or Nothing was pretty close to five hours, um, including the pre-show. Even not including the pre-show, maybe I don't remember. Regardless, but we're not done yet because next Wednesday from Detroit at the Little Caesars Arena, they will have AEW Blood and Guts. It's the Jericho Appreciation Society um, taking on Eddie Kingston and his gang of merry men or whatever it's called. Uh, well, combat Blackpool Combat Club involved, but I, it's, it's unclear exactly who's in the match because then Sammy Guevara joined back with Jericho um, last week or... Uh, when he helped Jericho win a hair versus hair match against Ortiz. Um, but Ortiz, it's definitely Jericho and then Hager, probably Guevara. And then I don't know who, I'm not sure who else would be in it of the other guys. Danny Garcia, um, Matt Murden, and um, who's the other guy? Who's in the Who's in this stupid thing? <laughs> I kind of don't like it. It's kind of I think it's stupid, but whatever. Um, Matt Mer, M- Matt M- Menard, excuse me, Matt Menard, Daniel Garcia, uh, Sammy Guevara, and then Ty Conti, obviously too as well, uh, and Angelo Parker. That's the other guy. So I think it's supposed to be five and five. So five of those guys, assuming Jericho, Hager, and Guevara, and then probably Garcia, and then either Parker or Menard. I'm guessing. Uh, will be in it, and then um, they're taking on uh, Kingston, Ortiz, Santana, and the Blackpool Combat Club. So Mo- Moxley for sure, but then Wheeler Yuta, I don't know if he's involved at all, but then obviously Brian Danielson said he's going to pick a replacement for him for Forbidden Door and Blood and Guts. So maybe it'll be six on six if that's the case. I'm not quite sure. Regardless, whoever ends up fighting Zack Sabre Jr. will be in this as well. Um, on the one hand, I kind of think... 
Jericho Appreciation Society will win. But on the other hand, I kind of feel like they won't. So I'm just going to go with Eddie Kingston's team. Obviously, uh, William Regal will be along um, the Blackpool Combat Club and all that stuff. Be involved as well. I mean, not William Regal will not be in the match. Uh, but well, I don't think he will be. But maybe he will. Maybe, maybe that's maybe that's Brian Danielson's replacement. Uh, I don't think so. From what I understand, he's retired. But uh, I don't know. I'll be interested to see who the actual replacement is and who's actually in this match. Is it gonna be five on five, six on six? Who knows? Uh, but yeah, that's gonna do it for that. So check Blood and Guts, Guts, Blood and Guts out on Dynamite. Coming up on Wednesday on TVS from Detroit. Uh, so yeah, and then next week we will discuss uh, what happened at all this stuff, as well as make the predictions and preview for Money in the Bank. Now I should just say before I go any further, there is Rampage on Friday. Now I believe it was taped after Dynamite. It's not live or anything like that. Um, so potentially there could be stuff added or changed. Maybe I don't know. I didn't hear of anything. I tried to avoid spoilers, but usually, usually you hear of something and then try not to hear what it is. But I didn't hear of anything particular that happened, so I don't know. So there could be some subject to change. Always subject to change. Obviously, we don't know who the the mystery man is, anyways. Um, but next week uh, we will discuss what happened, uh, or what's what's gonna happen, or what the plan to happen at Money in the Bank. Of course, uh, that'll be, you know, it's still a SmackDown that I will probably record before the SmackDown, so I won't know specifically um, all the matches are necessarily or, you know, anything like, or any changes that might happen. But regardless, we'll, we'll make all the predictions for that, as well as for NXT Money in the Bank, and we'll go over all the stuff that happened. I'll talk about Beavis and Butthead, Do the Universe, which I'll be rock- watching momentarily, and whatever other shows and and movies I might watch before then, uh, and all that fun stuff. And I will try my best to play WWF Attitude and Game Boy Color and report back on that and all that goodness. So yeah, that's going to do it for this chapter, for chapter 184 of the One Man Renegade podcast. Again, if you have not yet subscribed, please do so on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon, or Spotify. Also check out uh, the Instagram, my Instagram, and Facebook, and Twitter, One Man Renegade on Instagram and Twitter, uh, One Man Renegade Productions page on Facebook, as well as the One Man Renegade page on YouTube. Go check out all the videos, put videos posted every day. Go check all them out, watch them, like them, share them, comment on them, all that cool stuff. And then, um, yeah, check out eBay, I guess. Uh, I, I don't have anything up for sale, so just go to Joe. At Razor, or Razor Vader is my seller name. Just, uh, um, yeah, uh, so save me as a seller. So when I do have some stuff, buy some stuff. And then razorradio.blogspot.com, you can check out a bunch of stuff over there as well. So thank you everyone for listening. Stay safe, have fun, enjoy the, your weekend, enjoy your week. We'll talk to you next week um, when we go over money in the bank. But enjoy Forbidden Door and Blood and Guts before we get to that. So thank you for listening. Stay safe, have fun. 